Hello, and welcome to Season 2 of the Personal Finance Podcast. This is the first episode of Season 2. Please be sure to follow the Personal Finance Podcast Instagram at Personal Finance Podcast ED as well. You can also follow the Twitter page for updates on the podcast at Personal Finance on Twitter. Alright, now let's get into today's episode. In today's episode, we'll be talking about a financial plan. What is it? How can you even create one? And how it may help you in the future in achieving your financial goals. Let's start by talking about what a financial plan is. A financial plan is something that you create to reach your financial goals. Whether your financial plan has has the goal for you to be financially successful, pay off debt, retire early, or pay off a mortgage, a plan can help you achieve that goal faster. As you create this plan, you should also ask yourself three questions, you know. So what are you creating this financial plan for? It could be for a family member, uh, your child, it could be for your spouse or another relative or whatever it may be that you're who you're creating a financial plan for. You don't have to really look about who you're creating it for. And the next thing is, what do you hope to accomplish with this financial plan? You know, what's your actual ultimate goal? And the third thing is, how are you going to accomplish this goal in your financial plan? So whether you would do it monthly, yearly, or however you may think it might be the best. Now, let's look at the key takeaways of making a financial plan. So Personal finance is often an intimidating term that causes people to avoid planning, which can cause ca- which can lead to bad decisions and poor outcomes as well. So, you know, a lot of people think personal finance. Oh, like it may scare them at first, but it's important to really plan for your future or really make a financial plan because, in the long run, you would be successful because you know what you're doing overall. Take the time to budget your income versus expenses so that you can spend within your means and manage lifestyle expectations as well. Aside from planning for the future, start putting away money today for savings goals, including retirement, leisure, and emergency purposes as well. You know, whether that would be traveling um, for emergency purposes, so setting up a fund. Aside from planning for the future, start putting away money today as well for savings as well which is also important. Now, you may be wondering about how you should apply these things in your financial plan to achieve them. Well, to do this, you should look at your current spending and savings habits to see how you can possibly improve based on your financial situation. Now, three things that you can do is go through your current expenses to see if you can maybe spend less, look at your investment accounts, debt, debts, and other things. Now, for example, if you see that you can spend less, you may want to allocate that money somewhere else, whether it, be th- whether it would be through building up an emergency fund, savings, or even uh, putting it right back into your investment account. And after going through these three things, you can now look at more detailed steps. So these are six detailed steps. So creating a monthly budget. It's important to create a monthly budget as you will be able to track your expenses sp- specifically, which also helps you um, gain more knowledge about how you spend and you'll also be more better off financially because you'll be able to see how you're improving month by month. Now, next thing is plan for taxes. So, you know, this is really, really important. You know, you want to make sure that you're able to plan for taxes or whatever it may be, or maybe you want to improve the way you file your taxes in order to get a better refund or wherever, whatever it may be. You know, it's important to look at your goals for the tax season wherever whenever it is like in ontario it's like um in the month of march and april and you know you want to look at um how you can do this and 
Now, the third thing is trying to build an emergency fund. This is really, really important because you want to try to cover three to six months worth of expenses or if you want to save a bit more than probably six or 12 more, uh, months of expenses. That way, if anything comes up, you have this fund and you don't need to go into debt or you don't need to use too much upfront cash to pay it off because if you use upfront cash, then you may not be able to make your other monthly payments, which is important. Now, the next thing is managing debt. So if you can't buy something upfront or if you know that this item will make you go into debt, whatever it may be, electronic, purchase a car or whatever it may be you know you should try to save up more money for it then so that way you're able to manage your current debt and now this is very very important because obviously you don't want to take on more debt than you can manage because then that's just putting too much stress on the person that's paying it off right so you want to be careful with that too and you also want to manage risk so you know really look at your risk when you're investing or even if you're saving money how is that risky? You know, when you're saving money that maybe, even though it's safe or whatever in an account, the only thing risky about it is that as the rate of inflation rises, that dollar is worth less. But I would still say that it's important to build a fund like that. And the sixth thing is investing your money. Now, investing your money can uh, give you a little bit of a better return depending on how you invest or what you invest in. So it may be a better option in terms of um, trying to grow your money slowly in the long term if you want to. And after looking at these topics and taking them into consideration, there's another thing that you can also do. In order to create an effective financial plan, it is important to create something that's called SMART goals. So SMART goals are specific. So specific means what exactly will you do to achieve this goal on a monthly basis or yearly basis or however you create your financial plan. And how are you going to measure this? So measuring a goal would basically mean that you're able to measure it with a specific amount. So for example, you're going to say, I will, I have already um, the, invested $2,000 into my investment account or whatever it may be. How are you going to achieve it? Okay, so I'm going to, I'm going to achieve by, I'm going to achieve this by saving up money so that I can invest in my um, investment account or whatever it may be, whatever your goal is. Now the relevancy of it, so you should look at how relevant is this goal to the actual to your actual situation. You know, you can also research and look at how other people are creating a financial plan, like the general research, and you'll get a general idea of how you can make your financial plan even better, which is a good thing. And you know, you may disagree or agree with the articles or whatever is online, but that's good because you're gaining more knowledge and your financial plan will improve over time, which is good. And the next thing is time bound. So you don't really look at how you want to what time limit you're setting for yourself and how you're going to achieve this overall to be successful. Now, you can also follow the 50, 30 slash 20 budget. But however, I would say that following this budget is good, but you may want to increase it in certain uh, areas. So this is basically a pie chart. So 50% for essentials, 20% for savings and wants 30%. Now, I would say that you would want to increase your savings if you're looking to build a fund or save up for something that's really, really important. So it's a, so you can also do that. Um, you know, maybe you could reduce your essentials depending on your situation or however it may be for you. You can also make a financial plan to be debt free. And in order to do that, you may pay it off in two ways. So in order, so suppose you create a financial plan to be debt free, for example, in that plan, you would essentially say, I'm going to pay off my debt in two ways. I'm going to pay off the big expenses first, 
or I'm going to pay off the small expenses first, vice versa. So, you know, some people think you should pay off the small expenses first, and maybe that might be better. I don't know. It depends on your financial situation, right? Maybe I would say that maybe that might be more better because those are the small things that you can get out of the way, and then you can focus on the bigger things. That way you can save up money for that, and you exactly know the amounts, because if if the if you're trying to do both at the same time that might be hard as well and if you're trying to do the big amounts at the first time you maybe feel discouraged because you might not have enough money saved up for it or it might be just too much for you to pay um up front during the beginning that's why it's important to start with a small if you think that's right now over time as your financial plan hopefully begins to have success in terms of meeting your goals you should look at ways of how you can protect your assets. But most importantly, you should protect your insurances because these are these are very, very important. Now, there are several types of insurance that you might need to, to protect your assets or not necessarily assets in this case. Assets, yeah, maybe like your house or whatever insurance like that, but more so your yourself as well. Now, there, now there are five main ones that we'll be talking about. And the first one is life insurance. So life insurance goes hand in hand with uh, with uh, financial planning to provide your beneficiaries with the necessary funds after your passing. Homeowner's insurance. So as a homeowner, it's crucial to protect your home against disasters or crime. Many people's homes are the most valuable asset they own and the biggest purchase they make in their lifetime, which is why it makes sense to have to pay a premium to ensure that it is protected. You know, sometimes people think, oh, maybe I can lower this insurance rate. But, you know, you should look at the policy and really see what you're getting included in that. If you're paying a higher premium, you know, maybe it might be better and maybe it might be more worth it as well because, you know, you may be more protected than someone else that has a lower premium, for example. It all depends, right? Now, the next thing would be health insurance. So health insurance is protection for your most important uh, for your most important as well because health is wealth basically that's what they say right and health insurance covers your medical expenses for you to get care if you need it as well now auto insurance it also protects you from costs incurred due to theft or damage to your car and this last one is disability insurance and disability insurance is a reimbursement of lost income due to an injury or illness that prevented you from working now, as the rate of inflation also rises, it's important to remember that savings may remain steady and not grow so much compared to investing your money, which may grow at a better rate in the long term. However, it is important to remember that investing also has risks and you are never guaranteed to make money. So please be sure to do your own research. To meet your future financial goals, you have to work more and start a side business to make sure that you are able to make the basic payments like a mortgage and other common expenses. So this is, this is you may have to do this. So for example, you may want to start, you may have to start a side hustle or business or whatever it may be to invest $1,500 a month or whatever your goals may be. And that's, you know, a good thing because you're working hard now so that in the future, you can make your money work for you. You know, the overall message is to make sure that you're looking at the big picture and developing good habits that will help you live better financially. Now, the steps for successful financial planning, there are six steps here. So the first step is establish and establish the goal and relationship. So really look at the goal and relationship that you have with your finances and how you want to achieve that. The next thing is gathering relevant data. So now look at your budgeting. If you have a budget on Excel or through apps or whatever, look at that. 
look at your monthly banking financial statements as well and look at your investment accounts and really you know sit down and gather all this data and have it ready for whenever you decide to create a financial plan and the next thing to do would be to analyze the data so after you've collected all these relevant documents, you want to analyze the data and really sit down and look at each and every single paper or document or bank statement, basically, and really see um, how you want to create this financial plan. And the next step four is to develop a plan. So after you've done all this and you've reviewed everything, you know, you can sort of write down rough things of how you want to do it. And then you can sort of create a final copy of developing a plan, basically, of how you're going to put this in place. And the fifth thing is to implement the plan. So implementing would be how are you going to achieve this by uh, writing specific dates down or looking at it on a monthly basis, setting reminders on your phone. These are all simple things of how your financial plan will be effective. And the step six is obviously the pretty, pretty common one. You have to monitor your progress. Either that would be on a monthly basis or a yearly basis. So for example, some people might do it month by month by month, which is also good because, you know, you can really, really stay updated by that. Some people might do it every three months, every six months, every year, whatever you think is the best for your financial plan. Some people might like it on a month to month basis because they might want to see how they're doing and if they want to make changes then they can make it on a monthly basis as to where three months and six months you may be making those changes late as you could have implemented them before it all depends now you may be wondering should i go to a professional to make a financial plan or should i just do it myself when it comes to making this decision it really depends on your financial situation and goals if you decide to get your financial plan done professionally it may sometimes be better and organized, whereas you may have a hard time expressing your vision at the same time as well. So for example, the per, if you do it from a professional or whoever you think is a professional in your area, they should have a license in this basically. So um, you should try to look at you should try to look at if you're doing it from a professional, the documents, the he or she may be able to analyze the documents more easily since they have knowledge in that field. Um, but if you're in that field, you know, it would be obviously easier for you to do it yourself. And, you know, if you do it from a professional, you may have a hard time expressing what you really want out of that financial plan as to whereas if you sat down by yourself, you know, you, you maybe you maybe have an easier time. And also, if you create the financial plan yourself, you like it more as you could work on it as it is a work in progress and you can work on it over time as well. Now, after you create your financial plan, it's also important to remember how you can use it effectively. Now, after you've set up your budget, you must monitor and continue to track your expenses in each category, ideally every day of the month. The same budgeting spreadsheet or app used to make your budget can also be used to record your expense and income total. So this is part of creating a financial plan. You know, these things are within it. Creating a budget, creating more things making sure that it's there. So for example, maybe if you're spending money on a daily basis, whatever, that's pretty common on a day-to-day -day basis, then you want to just track those expenses somewhere so that you're able to see a whole monthly financial picture of it. Now, recording what you spend throughout the month will keep you from overspending and also help you identify unnecessary expenses or problematic spending uh, patterns. So this way you can really carefully look at your bank statements. Maybe you're spending too much money in subscriptions, for example. Maybe you're not using one subscription, so you can cancel that. And take a few minutes each day to record your expenses rather than putting it off until the end of the month. And this will really, really help you on a day-to-day -day 
this will really, really help you on a day-to-day basis and you'll be able to really see you know how you can actually put this plan to place now if you're not confident that you can't budget your money adapt to the system financial plan um or you know like you're not able to really categorize it in spending categories you should look at an app that maybe do does it when an envelope becomes empty you have to stop spending in that particular category now that's also a cool strategy i guess so you put cash in specific envelopes and then you only have that much money to spend but you know everything's digital now so you know you should really be using a spreadsheet but i guess this way might be better if you because a spreadsheet basically would mean that, you know, a spreadsheet's not like you have that much cash there because if you wanted to spend more, you would just add it to the spreadsheet. But this envelope method might be a bit better. Now, let's look at budgeting tips, for example. So once you set up a basic budget within your financial plan, customize according to your financial situation and goals. So basically, depending on your job, if you work a commission job, you know, you should be more aggressive and saving to help cover periods when the market is slow or whatever it may be. So... For example, if you work in sales, for example, in any sales business and um, during this pandemic, if you worked in the store, the stores were closed. So then you may have not made that much money as compared to if there was more in-person traffic. So, you know, that's what you have to save before. And the second thing is if you like have cash flow issues because you're paid once a month or whatever, then that well, that's not an issue really because most people are paid. Well, no, most people are paid bi-weekly. Yeah, so bi-weekly. Yeah. So you can divide that payment by weeks and keep the cash you plan to spend in remaining weeks in a separate account until you need it. Now, the third thing is pay with a credit card only if you have the money to pay it off at the end of the month. Otherwise, you will owe interest on top of that at the price of whatever you bought. Yeah, so I mentioned this before, and this is extremely important. You want to make sure that whatever you're buying on credit, you're able to pay it off by the end of the month. Otherwise, you'll be charged with a very high interest fee, and that's never good. Now, the fourth thing is adjust your monthly budget. If you find that you overestimated or underestimated your expenses and keep an eye on your largest expenses, like your your very big assets, like your house or whatever it may be, and um, look at look at if you're making any other large expenses, make sure that they're not occurring every single month necessarily. Try to keep them every few months, which is good, such as insurance payments, for example, or other things. Now, the fifth thing is if you tend to overspend in certain categories, use budgeting hacks, such as switching to a cash budget only or whatever it may be for you. Sixth thing is once your expenses are lower than your income, budget towards savings goals before you increase your spending. So think about how you can create an emergency fund, save more money for the things that actually will help you in the future as the thinking of the current thing now the last thing is set number seven so taking time to learn other financial skills to improve your financial literacy and plan and make your money work harder for you as well this is this is very very important actually because the more you educate yourself about your financial plan and you look at other people's financial plans and you really see how you can make it better your plan will improve over time and once and once your plan is like really, really good, you know, you have an effective strategy and now you can help others maybe as well uh, by, you know, keeping on improving with your financial goals and things. So now creating a financial plan can make you successful in the future, but it is important to remember your short term and long term goals as well. Thank you for listening to the first episode in season two of the Personal Finance Podcast. If you enjoy this episode, consider listening to previous episodes as well in season one. 
Um, there will be a post going up soon. I think it'll be going up before this episode, probably. And it'll talk about uh, what episodes we covered in, what episodes I actually covered in um, season one. And we'll have a recap of that. So if you're interested in any of those topics, it'll be on the Instagram and Twitter page. So you can look at those topics and then you can go back to Spotify or whatever listening platform you use. And you can review those podcasts or re-listen to them again. Or if you haven't listened to them, consider listening to them because they're really good. And as always, all this information mentioned in this podcast is for educational purposes only. Please be sure to do your own research. And as always, thanks for listening. Stay tuned for more new episodes and also a sneak peek of the next episode. In the next episode, we'll be talking about a pretty hot topic in the finance space. So we'll be talking about the Canadian housing market and what's driving it up, how prices are remaining really, really high and how people, you know, the affordability and what's really happening with the Canadian housing market. Stay tuned for that episode. That'll also be coming out soon. Thanks for listening.